0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And with you for the next couple of hours, Monday through Friday, 10 to noon, Miller and Condon with you. Coming up on the program uh, today, we'll speak with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He's their college football uh, columnist. We'll get to Bill Bender coming up here in about 20 minutes or thereabouts, probably a little bit later than that. Then Mark Morehouse on Iowa at 1045. Is there about forty-eight hours out from holding their media day, when the Iowa media will uh, be able to uh, talk to some of the guys that they've not been able to talk to since this, uh, since last offseason. In some cases, some coaches as well. And then, of course, Saturday is the Kids Day practice, where everybody will be able to watch practice and glean from it what they will. Uh, in the eleven o'clock hour, it's Wednesday. That means Centurion Stone is going to make it possible for Trent and I to have a conversation with our buddy David Kaplan from. ESPN 1000, uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, we'll talk Cubs, we'll talk Bears, and do so at 11.15 or so with Cappy. And then uh, Alex Halstead on Iowa State, who's had access to coaches so far this week. I believe they've had a couple, maybe more, uh, coaches' availabilities uh, so far. So we'll get the latest uh, from uh, Alex Halstead, CycloneAlert.com on Iowa State. The baseball sucked. Uh, locally, Yes, it did. I texted you last night. What a crappy night of baseball. It was terrible. But you know what, Trent? When one door closes, another door opens.
1: The autumn wind is a
2: pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering voicelessly. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache.
0: Oh, hard he knocks is back, his baby. Scores. When they played that music to start the show, I just I I was pretty pumped.
3: Uh I'm not going to lie. I missed it last night, but just playing that right there. Yeah. I knew I was playing that. And I got goosebumps. Yeah. It's it's NFL films music. It's terrific. It's incredible. It really is. They do such a great mm-hmm. job. Sam Spence, I have a kindred spirit with that guy. Now who's he? Is He's he the-, the guy that made most of the music. Okay, it's John Facenda that voices. He's it. the voiceover, but gotcha. the guy that actually puts that together right? Sam Spence. I did not know that. The equalizer. Just so many. Oh, there's a ton of them. During football season yep. for people that are Catching Ken and I together for the first time maybe this football year. Welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. We very much are. You will be hearing a lot of NFL films Yeah, uh, when we make our football picks, like to play a little music there.
0: And they'll be underneath. You know, going way, way back, see if you can find the bells of the NFL It's on the same thing. When huh? when Dyer and I worked together at the Jock, um, I don't know, 99 through 2000 and whatever it was, three, when we had a prize to give away, this would be my cue to you know, get people to call as soon as they heard the bells of the NFL would be, um, you know, we'd be giving something away. But it's, I love the bells of the NFL trend. Can you ring them for us? Is no, it this that's not
3: it. No, no. This that's is a good another one. one of my favorites. That's a good one. This is uh, called the NFL Films theme song. I know what you're talking about. I know the bells.
0: I'll find the bells. Find the bells, would you please? Uh, John Lester couldn't find the strikes owner when he could. He couldn't avoid a bat of those Oakland A's last night. What a disappointing performance out of the Cubs' ace. So let's switch over to 668. The Twins' ace is on the mound. After all, Burrios will be dealing tonight not so fast as the Braves jumped over all over the Twins last night. You know, Trent, Bremer made a comment, and this goes back to yesterday, Uh, with the Sano game winner. You know, the ball flying out the center field, and you said it hit the limestone, and it did. Bremer made a comment last night that he's seen more balls, and the players are backing this up on it, going... Leaving the ballpark in that b- part of the ballpark yes. than ever before. He thinks that they're, I don't know, a wind tunnel whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the reason is, more home runs are being hit to center field. Well, they're being hit everywhere at target field, but a disproportionate number of those hit to the deepest part of the ballpark, which, you know, backs up ESPN's data today. They've got a really good piece on, on the home runs, et cetera. The t- 20 facts about home runs and, you know, not just all the twins, but uh, the, the league in general and how many home runs have, uh, surpassed 450 feet this year. The The numbers are remarkable. Something is going on.
3: It is. It's the baseball. It's the players.
0: I don't know. It's for sure the baseball, I Yes. Think.
3: I, I think that goes without saying. We talked about a couple months ago now the baseball, uh, the athletic had a story about how it's constructed,
0: mm-hmm. and it was way over both of ours. Yes, our heads. absolutely. The physics behind it. Well, <laughs> they lost me as soon as they wrote the word physics. Yeah, yeah. It, it was way, a hill too high for us to climb. Going
3: through that one,
0: is it a bad thing? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think people want to see home runs. Although, as having said that, and I've said many times, I dig a one nothing game from time to time. Sure. 2 one, yeah, you know, give me a well pitched game. Starter goes. By the way, we had a complete game over this past weekend, and that was part of our Claxons contest. Would there would be a complete game pitched in MLB? Did everybody take no? I think one person said that there would be, I want to say. Let me flip back a week and see. But there was. Bueller pitched a uh, complete game. Uh, Beat the Padres, I want to say, on Saturday night.
3: Yes, just one person. It was Tracy. Tracy. What about Tracy did? Well, I got it right here. I can probably add it up quick. Cubs won the series. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night baseball. Went to the Yankees. That was
0: Yankees. And Mike Trout did hit a home run. Did Tracy went three and one? Oh, she's got to be. She's got to get a prize. I would think so. It's I looking would think very, so too. very
3: good. I will officially do that during the next break. Let everybody know the uh, contestants who got first thirty five dollars to Claxton, second twenty five dollars gift certificates. We have them up front, and for people that haven't claimed, make sure
0: you get here. Yeah, you'll be glad you did. Trust yeah. me. I mean, look, Altoona's is not that far of a drive. I don't mm-hmm. care what part of the city you, you uh, live in. And after being in Chicago two weeks ago, yeah, really? I'm so
3: thankful to live
0: in Des Moines. Isn't it' great. You know, even even the whole airport thing. You mm-hmm. know, you park in the front row for the most part. Right. Um, you don't have to park where. And you get a little frustrated away. when you gotta. Oh man, I gotta walk an extra forty feet here. It's it's you really. Uh, that's that's the the cards we Delta dealt. I get living in Des Moines. It's a wonderful place. I hope nobody it is. moves here.
3: I mean, you you can literally get anywhere in a half hour. Hmm. Anyway, I think so. Yep. I live in the middle of West Des Moines. I can get up to your spot, North Ankeny, 25 minutes. A little
0: trickier now with the 1st uh, Street exit oh, yeah. closed. I saw that last time I was up there last week. And it just got worse because they, they shut down the uh, the access to the freeway going north on I-35 oh. as of today. So now they funneled everybody to 36. So... Uh, mm-hmm. the 36th Street, which is my exit, mm-hmm. is, it's only a month. It's not like you're going to be, uh, too put off or put out by it. But, um, yeah, for the most part, Trent, you're 100% right. But anyways, if you win this Claxton's gift certificate, pick it up. You'll be mm-hmm. glad you did. It's phenomenal barbecue. They're an Altoon and we do it each and every Friday and we'll give you that opportunity, uh, on Friday about 1145. So hard knocks last night. The baseball stunk, as I said in my reply to you, uh, text wise, that it's going to make it really easy to turn on, uh, HBO. And watch the show, and I wasn't disappointed. I really wasn't. Derek Carr, they're trying to pump him up. Clearly, um, you know, they want him to be this one of the stars of the show. They already cut a kid who you thought was going to be. Uh, it was an undrafted player. They always get one of those, right? They always focus on one of those long shots to make the team, and you follow him through the two or three weeks, and they maybe makes st- through the first cut. And you get down to those final cuts, and you know what's going to happen. It was juice last year, the Stanford Titans. Yes, yes. This the Cleveland year, Browns. Is, is name is, uh, I want to say his name is Robert Ali, and he was actually in Last Chance U, and uh. I've never watched Last Chance U. See, I'm surprised. because And I, here's the thing. Let me say this. I kind of am, too, because they showed a piece of footage from Last Chance U. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. It kind of looks like it's... A football reality show. That's what it is. Absolutely. So what channel is it on and how have I missed it's it? It's on Netflix. Oh, I don't know how to get... No money. We have, we you get have Netflix. You have Netflix. We do have yes. Netflix. You've told me
3: Scrunch uses yes, it. Every night. She can show you how. It's very easy. You just click on it and it'll play. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the next episode and you hit play. We don't and pay boom, for boom, Netflix. Boom. Oh, you got... uh We got a friends and family package. Uh-huh.
0: Cindy's sister included her in the loop. That's very
3: good. See? You could even make your own dedicated page. So just what Ken stuff's on there... I think you'd like that, finally got my parents into it really? back right before the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my stepdad, he, uh, Grace and Frankie. It is, Grace and Frankie. It's a sitcom. She
0: watches that. Yes. With she,
3: Cindy, my wife. Jane Fonda yes. is in it, along with uh, uh, Lily
0: Tomlin. Yes. Loves
3: that show. My wife does, too. I watch it from time to time. It is hilarious. My stepdad cranked out all Five seasons in one
0: weekend. Wow, must be pretty good. That's what I love Netflix for what it does for me, my life. (laughs) Um, I'm a big fan. I used to be a big fan of Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, because I knew that every Monday night or whenever that show aired, that I was going to be home free as far as what I want to watch. Um, I'm very lucky in my life, no doubt. I get to watch what I want. And um, anyways, last night enough about my relationship. I was very frustrated with the Twins Cubs. Yeah, it was awful to watch. uh, Cubs might have been worse. You know the Cardinals. But Underwood I, was a good story.
3: I tried to hang around, but so I go. We got the HBO to go part of our Amazon Prime. Hmm. And I go to actually watch it on my TV. Hard knocks. Hard knocks. Yep. I click. You need this code. Well, it's actually under my wife's email. Well, she sleep. So all right. Well, let's see if I can do this through my phone. Well, you know her email though, right? Yeah, her email address, but I don't oh, know she her password. password. Yeah. Clothes. And I guess I could have gone up to her phone and looked at it. And, we, yeah, don't we don't do care that. about. Eh, we don't really worry about stuff like that. We, right, just whatever. But she's sleeping. She's thirty-seven weeks pregnant. Probably a good idea to let her sleep. Don't want to wake the bear. No, absolutely not. So you can watch it tonight. I tried it again. No, and then I locked out her account.
0: I oh, got, too many efforts to get on. Right? I, I got in trouble. Too many to attempts. Order. Did you?
3: Why do we have seven emails from Amazon? What did you do? Just trying to watch Hard Knocks last night. <laughs> So I will watch it
0: tonight. In... Trent, you missed out on one. It's yes. it's a really I thought it was a really good first edition. There's You're a Gruden a, fan. I am, and I want to see more of him. I do. I think he's going to be the star of the show. His speech to the team, uh, the dreams and the nightmares you might have seen it. I'm not going to spoil it. it. It's it's outstanding. Um, the the first round, one of their three first round picks, Jonathan Abrams, is a guy that I'm already fed up with. Just, shut up, my God. <laughs> just conti- Just talk the stupid. Hey, he had no idea what salmon was. What Yeah, They, they were out for dinner. Yeah, as a team, by the looks of things, and it was a pretty fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Derek Carr was paying. I kind of got that impression that Carr was making a boatload of dough, is uh, picking up the bill, and they get around, and it's time for him to order. And he, S A L M O N. I'll have the. How do you say this? Is it Salmon? <laughs> Leroy team,
3: Salmon, yeah,
0: right? Um, and some of his teammates just sat back and what? I mean, they're just incredulous that, I, I don't know, I don't think it was part of the show, I don't think it was made up, but, you know, um, Brown show, AB showing up in a hot air balloon to training, did oh. you hear how he's on the, how he was unable, the reason behind why he's been unable to practice? No. Cappy does this. David Kaplan does this. We've already taped him and he'll air in an hour and I wish I would have remembered to ask him. That cryogenetics machine that people are using now.
3: Now that you say that, yes, I did read that story last night. He yes.
0: went into, and I have no idea what it's supposed to do for you. Cappy swears by it. But Cappy's into that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's uh, new age health. Kind yes, of guy. he yeah. is. And uh, Nilke, he, he looks terrific. Mm-hmm. You can't knock for the, the way Cappy looks. Um, and he's probably a cap early 50s, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. But apparently, Brown went into the cryogenetics machine and didn't have any footwear on and froze his feet. Got frostbite. Got on frostbite him. on his feet. So yeah. he's. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the show. It's really okay. good. Okay. It's really, really, really good, and I love it. And uh, I'm not a Raiders fan, um, but it's just one of those checkpoint folks, that we've been talking about mm-hmm. those checkpoints uh, since the Super Bowl uh, played in the on the first Sunday in in uh, February. There are very few checkpoints to tick off before we get to to real football, which we're going to have in mass tomorrow night.
3: Yes, ton of games. We'll have a local one. I took a flip through the Directv guide. Oh, did you? And Uh, There was nothing on even on 23 with the Bears. I see.
0: I went to KCWI.com or something, and and it directed me to some programming guide. And I did the same thing looking for the Bears, and there was nothing listed there either. So I don't know if it's just not updated. Their Week 2 game
3: is live on NFL Network, so they will have that as
0: long as it's not blacked out. No, I don't think it will be. Okay. I hope you're right. I don't think it will be in the preseason. Sometimes well, NFL Network
3: is if it's on a local program and it'll be available locally for everybody that's not a Directv subscriber. Yeah, you know, I what? don't know exactly how that works, but I I'm concerned at the very least, very concerned about that.
0: Um, so that's your Bears, and of course mm-hmm. we don't know where the Packings live. We're pretty sure that the Vikings reside on uh, KCCI.
3: They play Friday night. That'll be on KCCI. I did so see it that. is
0: on there. Good. Yes, and that's a seven o'clock start.
3: Yes. Yeah. You know, so Yesterday. that's a
0: pretty good night of TV, right? I mean, yes. Friday. I'm not wishing the last next. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Let's get to Friday. <laughs> my my girlfriend comes over. Stella will join. Oh, uh, nice. We'll, we'll be at the Millers on uh, on Friday night. So we got Vikings preseason. Uh-huh. We'll have the series of the summer. Taking place at Target Field, I think, is been yes. a series. Cleveland in town for a four game set against the Twins, and the Cubs will be on at six o'clock as they spend the uh, the weekend starting tomorrow in Cincinnati for a four game set against a team that has done pretty damn well against them.
3: Just found it here: Panthers at Bears, Channel Five, Blackout on
0: Dark TV, and when's and that that game is tomorrow.
3: That is yeah Thursday. Yep. yep. So. Texans at Packers that'll be on KCCI. Okay, eight has that one, so you're in good shape there. And then what is it? Friday evening, the Chiefs play. I
0: know that the I don't know for sure. I know the Vikings play Friday.
3: Scrolling through here, let's get to Friday. Yes, that'll be also on KCCI as they'll have the Vikings and the Saints. So
0: eight has picked up all three three of the four locals.
3: Well, and you wonder that might be a national broadcast too. Maybe how how those are picked up. Could be good point. In fact, I believe that's what the Vikings Saints game.
0: I think that's the the CBS national game. If I remember, I'm going to look right now, Trent, uh, because I've got it in front of me. Uh, Thursday night, it doesn't list anything. Only national games list are the NFL Network. Okay. Thursday night. So tomorrow night we'll get the Battle of New York, Jets Giants. Uh, that will lead into the Chargers and the Cardinals, so maybe some Hakeem Butler action tomorrow yeah. night. NFL Network's got Tampa and Pittsburgh on Friday, and they've got Dallas versus the Niners. Kittle may or may not, but Bethard should.
3: And Saturday night it will be Chiefs on Channel 17 on Fox. Good. Against the
0: Bengals. Perfect.
3: So, we're in good shape except for the Bears. Yeah. What well, if there's a bar in town that has Mediacom that I could flip over? Oh, I bet you if there's not a Mediacom bar, there's got to be a dish bar. Because oh, it's just yes. a direct TV thing. It is just a direct TV thing.
0: I think I could talk my way into for, that. For, for, for week one, who do you want to see? You want to see Montgomery? I want to he's see. he's going to play? want to see Trubisky. How, many, how much will he play? Does, Nagy hasn't. When I read this morning in advance of our Cappy, mm-hmm. um, Nagy at this point had not named who is and who isn't playing. Right. Yeah.
3: So it's kind of a wait and see. And if it's going to be uh, maybe a series yeah, for the guy. Twins,
0: twins Indians, man. You can watch both. Get to sports bar, yeah, that yeah, yeah, you can
3: get them on two TVs. Is way you go. Yeah, good point. We'll try. We'll try it out tonight.
0: Well, it's uh, it's finally here. Well, not yes. quite, but we're within When within a day of it finally being here. Ah, uh, yeah. Again, the baseball last night. Trent, look, it's going to happen. I don't. I I just certainly didn't overreact to uh, uh, the Cubs getting the crap beat out of them last night. Dwayne Underwood Jr. was a really good story. Brian mm-hmm. hit a home run. His first plate appearance was a a ball that. Mm, I mean it was an infield single. Mm-hmm. The shortstop, I think it was the shortstop came over and tried to make a sliding grab to to field the ball and then would have, you know, tried to get to his feet and throw out Brian who runs extremely well. Um, but he didn't. He legged it out and then, you know, hit a home run last night. I guess if you're looking for positives, Underwood Jr. Uh, Derek Holland was terrific again last night. Lester
3: as bad as he was still gave him four innings. Yeah, he
0: did. Good for him. And he threw 43 pitches in the second. Trent, yep. they just they batted around. Mm-hmm. Lester said he they had a really good game plan coming mm-hmm. in and
3: they were able to execute it. What did Lester call himself? The the weakest link in the rotation. The weakest rotation.
0: link of the rotation. Yep, he said that. Uh Caratini, by the way, were you watching when that happened? I thought he broke his arm. I did too. I I thought for sure or at the very least his wrist. Mm-hmm. Um but he was spiked, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That and he went
3: case. over and he played first base mm-hmm. and we got to see Taylor Davis pitch the ninth yeah, inning and Schwarber back Now you did. Plate. I didn't
0: see the ninth inning. I I was I was out at
3: that point. I, I saw the highlights But yeah, I saw part. that Schwarber
0: came in and caught him and I'm thinking, what? Um, yeah. ha- if, if
3: Caratini, if all of a sudden he Ooh. wakes up today and he's Ooh. really hurt, Schwarber might have to get out that gear.
0: Yeah, they'd, go to, they'd go to Davis first, wouldn't they? Well,
3: yes, yeah. He would be the guy.
0: But he can't play every day. No. Yeah, you wonder how that risk is going to be. Well, uh, we should, within, I would think, start checking the Cubs yeah. lineup Twitter pretty soon here. Certainly at, at some point during our show, we'll have the uh, starting lineup for the Cubs. Starting lineup, uh, Miller and Condon. No. Not, not this one? No. I'll find it. It's just Bells. This is a great one. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. It's simply Bells. I'll find it. You I'll find it. I got all the confidence in the world in you. Bill Bender joins the program next. is 23 minutes after the hour at 10 o'clock. You're listening to Miller & Condon, and, and we glad you are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
1: KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO.
0: Find it. <laughs> this is a great This one. indeed it is. Great stuff. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO coming up on ten thirty. Bill Bender momentarily at a little bit of Iowa news, pursuant to Gary Bardas contract. A
3: long one, an extension I was
0: for pausing to make the audience what did he oh is he walking the plank? I I walked out
3: of there. Ah, <laughs> uh, extended. Three-year extension. Yeah. This will take him through 2024 and a raise to go along with oh, that's it. That's good. He needs the money. Well, of course, he will be making $1 million in the following season, 2020-2021, and goes up to... 1.05 million
0: dollars so they're the tacking on years. a extra 50 grand just for good measure well of in, course. The I mean, thir- in the final 30 he's done three years. such a wonderful job over there <laughs> unbelievable all right let's get our buddy bill bender in here boy he's been busy cranking out the content his big 10 preview is up look forward to discussing that he's got some sleepers to watch in college football we will get into that with him he's our buddy bill bender from the sporting news and he joins us bill trenton ken how are you sir
2: Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having
0: me on. I appreciate you coming on, as always. Well, I guess we should start at the Big Ten uh, with your Big Ten preview first of all. In the crapshoot uh, that most feel is the uh, the Big Ten West. So this is how you see it. Um, you know, we, we, most of us feel you can take the six teams, not named Illinois, and put them in a hat. Uh, and you came up with Wisconsin, Nebraska, Northwestern, Iowa, Purdue, and Minnesota. With Minnesota being your potential sleeper crossover games for Wisconsin, Bill as tough. A slate as you're going to find. Uh, what led you to uh, believe that Kristen Company can get it done again in Madison?
2: You've been the most consistent program over the last few years. Last year, notwithstanding, I think the biggest reason why they didn't win it last year was they couldn't throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. And um, if they can do that, which I think they will be able to, I think they'll be a little bit better at that this year, then uh, you could see them win the division. Now, I do understand their crossovers makes that really that they, they're going to have to beat one of Michigan or Ohio State to make that happen. I think, and then yeah, you know, I like their chances against the Wolverines at home. I mean, that's a toss-up game mm-hmm. there. So, but I mean, the gap between them, Northwestern, Iowa. North America, I think those four would be my favorites a little more over Purdue and Minnesota despite Minnesota's crossover schedule.
0: Yeah, and I'm picking Minnesota to win the West so that just shows <laughs> you how, how much of a uh, a logjam it is. You know, back to Wisconsin for just a second. I assume Mertz was going to be the guy. Yet so far, it seems as though Cohen, who uh, played a lot last year when Hornibrook got hurt, he was under center for the bowl game as a convincing win. Um, in in I think they yeah they did they beat Miami right in the Pinstripe yes, Bowl. Yep. Um, so i I guess I'm kind of not sold. Maybe that Mertz is going to be the guy to begin the season at the QB position. The true freshman. What are you hearing, Bill?
2: I mean, that's it. Sounds like Cohen will take the first snap probably. Now that could change in the game. I mean, they have an interesting opener, obviously, but I still think the pieces are there. Their defense should be solid. Um, you know, their offensive line is rarely a question mark, and, and they've true. got a couple uh, all-American candidates on up front this year as well. And then Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's still to me the biggest game breaker in the division. If you want to say it's Martinez at Nebraska, that's fine. Or you know, with, uh, um, that's Nessel with that,
0: Rondell Moore.
2: Yeah. I mean, they are good players, yep. but I, I think John Johnson Taylor is the most consistent.
3: Mm-hmm. How about Iowa? You picked them fourth. Now, let's—I know schedule has to be a part of this, and the crossovers with Penn State, and of course the road trip to Michigan on there. But what else concerns you about this Iowa team? Taking away the slate that they have to play this year, the twelve games on the schedule.
2: I mean, if they get in the shootouts, you always watch those games. You know, I think they—they've they've got a lot of them up front in the defensive line. They've got an experienced quarterback, I mean of those top 4 teams. The the smallest question mark at quarterback I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean cuz Martinez could get injured with how much he runs. Hunter Johnson's an X factor. Yeah. So I think they have the right pieces in place, but again, you got to go to Nebraska. You got a tough game against Wisconsin that always kind of that game always kind of tilts the division to me. Mm-hmm. I mean last year it didn't work out that way, but in general that's a game that tilts the division one way or the other.
0: Well, we know what game tilts the division in the East, in Ohio State and Michigan. And, uh, you know, and let me ask you, let me put it this way to you, Bill. What uh, Which quarterback would be, you know, if you were building a team, you could have Fields or you could have Patterson. Which of those two quarterbacks would give you the best chance to win? Which one do you like best?
2: Well, I mean, we're going to find out. I, I think, you know, Shea Patterson's upside in this new offense is if he leads them to the Big Ten Championship, He'll probably be in New York. Um, mm. you know, and then obviously Justin Fields from a statistical standpoint, yeah, he'll probably have better, um, total offense. I don't know if he'll have a better completion percentage. We'll see with some of the receivers Ohio State has. But I mean, that's, that's kind of the question that will probably determine who wins the division. Because if it's, if the answer is Justin Fields, that probably means Ohio State's back in Indianapolis. And if it's Shea Patterson, that means Michigan probably finally broke through.
3: Speaking of that, there's you have Shea Patterson, uh, maybe a, a chance to be an All American this year. Maybe he could find himself in New York, like you said. Yet there's still this continued talk about playing around with Dylan McCaffrey, mm-hmm. putting him in different roles. Is is that off season talk, or is that something you really think we're going to see him out there a couple of series a game, a couple of plays every few series? What what's the game plan there, and does that make sense with such a good por- quarterback and, and Patterson already there?
2: Uh, Dylan McCaffrey a pretty good athlete, yeah. and he's got a pretty good family of athletes, right. as we all know. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I, a couple of the plays he made in games late last season, there is some Joel dropping athletic ability with him. Now, how would that throw off? I think they could use him in a role similar maybe to what Penn State did with Tommy Stevens. And I'll say this, I like Dylan McCaffrey better than I like Tommy Stevens. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know they're kind of setting him up for to take over that job next year, but Michigan actually has depth at that position now. And that was a concern early in, in, you know, Harbaugh's tenure. I think you could make the argument that Jake Ruddock was their best quarterback. Mm-hmm. He can. You can you can yep. I mean what he did with I th- I would maybe amend that to say this. I think the job Jim Harbaugh did with Jake in that one year is probably the best he's done with one quarterback in a single season.
0: Well, we saw the first hand of the first part of Rudolph's career, and we would certainly attest to that and completely agree with you. You know, just back to the McCaffrey family for just a second, Bill. Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest here on 1460 KXNO. What you read is the the best athlete in the family currently residing in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, Luke McCaffrey is... Maybe, and that's from pretty high praise because Dylan is a really good athlete. We know what the oldest one has done tearing up the NFL in Carolina. Um, and yet, Luke McCaffrey may be the best athlete in the field. But let's move on to your to your sleeper teams uh, in college football. I, I um, I'm all over you. I couldn't agree with you more on Utah. I think this team is absolutely legit and uh, and fits that sleeper role too. With T, you're going to make Cyclone fans very happy, Bill Bender, because you've got Iowa State as one of your five sleeper teams in college football that could find a way to elbow their way into the college football playoff. Uh, what did you see? in in Iowa State, and what concerns you that you might be you might have missed your mark uh, regarding the cyclones? Well,
2: this would be a good political answer because I think Matt Campbell's a really good big game coach. Uh, their record against ranked teams, even in a short stint, is pretty phenomenal with him. Um, I think you'll get development out of Purdy, the running game, and they have a defense that has been good enough. So if they can set themselves up to be in a position to play Texas and Oklahoma in November, and still have a chance to win the, uh, you know, get to jerry world for the pack or the big 12 championship that'd be amazing now the kickback to that is you got to beat iowa i mean that's such a tone setter for both teams we had talked about iowa and their hopes and you know i was able to take care of business in that game in recent seasons and if iowa state wins that game i think you, we had talked earlier this summer about whether or not that might be a uh, game day game yeah mm-hmm. yep. not sure it will be but I do think it will be one of the best games that week because both teams will probably be ranked when they when they do meet.
1: I
3: agree. It's been a, a big summer conversation piece We've been all the way back to the spring about game day coming here, and I had to throw a little cold water because everybody say, well, it's never been to Ames before. Well, they've also never been to Syracuse. That's another one of your teams that maybe could crash the party. Clemson comes to town to Syracuse on September 14th, the same day there. And you can bring the national perspective, Bill, we love the rivalry here, but Iowa-Iowa State at at a national level, it still just doesn't have that kind of pull for game day, does it?
2: I mean, it might. It depends on, you know, what happens with Syracuse and, and Clemson the first couple weeks. So, like, I say that in terms of Clemson, like, blows out Georgia Tech, and it just looks like it's not going to happen, and they can make something out of Iowa-Iowa State and if both of those teams look the part in the first couple of weeks, maybe they'll make that decision. And like you said, Ames has a reputation that mm-hmm. most national writers know. I've been there. I, I haven't been there in a long time, but I know the reputation um, as being a tough place to play, and that's, and that's been earned. So, yeah, if that, if that is the biggest game of the week. And remember, there's always a sleepy week in September where, where we think it's not a great week, and then it turns out to be a really great week. That happens every year.
0: In, indeed, it does. Your other sleeper, and we've got a lot of Nebraska fans in the listening audience as well. With the proximity, you know, the Nebraska was the final team that makes your uh, sleeper team look. They can, they can win the West. I, I truly believe that, and we've talked about it. you like Wisconsin, I like Minnesota. Trent believes it's Iowa's uh, a year to win the West this year. It's such a crapshoot. Nebraska belongs in there. They've got such a dynamic quarterback in Adrian Martinez, and as you alluded to, if he can stay healthy, uh, but it's the defense. Bill, and, and you you put uh, you pointed that out as well uh you need more from you need the black shirts to earn their black shirts
2: yeah I mean they're not going to take the next step until they have a championship defense it's startling how many points they gave up i I maybe not Michigan I'm not because that was early in the season but I mean even later against Iowa and iowa and um Ohio State yeah they were close in those games but they were still shootouts and I think when you, you get above 30 and get in toss-up games, I don't know that that means you're a national championship contender. Now, some people will say, well, well, Alabama and Clemson get in shootouts when they play each other in the title game. That's in the title game. That's not 14 games before that when they're killing teams.
3: Finally, Bill, you uh, your latest article that just went up minutes ago about former Iowa State assistant coach Mac Brown back as the offensive coordinator in the early 80s. Back at Carolina where he had a great run there. Won double digit games this last couple of seasons. Of course, we know what he did at Texas. What do you have going on with Mac Brown back with the Tar Heels?
2: I think he's going to do well. A lot of people question this hire. I think he's going to be able to recruit a lot of talent. And I went back and looked at his first tenure at North Carolina. It kind of opened my eyes when you see names like Dre Bly, Greg Ellis, Ebenezer Eckbond, mm-hmm. Bonnie Holiday, guys that had really good NFL careers. And uh, Dre Bly told me this story that, you know, the one defense they had had 10. NFL starters on it um or NFL players that played at least two seasons and they were so deep that Julius Peppers had the red shirt I mean think about that if they bring that kind of talent back maybe there'll be a challenge to Clemson and I think Mack will get them up and rolling he's one of the good guys in the sport you guys know that and uh I would like to see him succeed.
0: I did not realize Pepper's in his first year. That's <laughs> crazy. What a dominant football player he was. Bill Bender, Sporting News. Read him at sportingnews.com. We're grateful for our relationship with him, and we we'll talk to you next week. Bill, as always, thank you very much.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Good to talk to you. Bill
0: Bender, uh, from the sporting news joins the program. Mark Morehouse is next on Iowa, who Bill picks fourth in the crapshoot that mm. is the Big Ten West. He likes whiskey. We're, we're seeing more of that. We now. are. After couldn't, couldn't get a sniff
3: in Chicago. Nope. Anybody to talk about it. And now it's bouncing back the other way. Now, when we get to this point where people have to make their actual predictions, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's easy to rely on old reliable yeah, in the West. That's a
0: good point. That's the Badgers. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Uh, Mark Morehouse joins the program next. David Kaplan in about a half an hour. We'll get the latest from Cappy uh, and then uh, Dylan Montz on Iowa State. By the way, the Bears have just announced that they will unveil statues of Walter Payton and George Hallis, which will be outside gate zero, 12 foot tall. 3,000 pounds. Nice. Uh, Yeah, it's about time for for both of them, right? Yes, no doubt. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) What took so long? No kidding. Uh, Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Coming up on uh, 10.50 here in the morning, actually 10.47 to be precise. Let's get Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, Gazette.com. We've got to start with the Gary Mar- Barda news, Mark. Great to talk to you as always. So I guess, um, you know, pursuant to your tweet that just you just put out, and that's a great angle to look at it, Uh, Gary Barta, maybe there might be an opportunity in his career at Iowa to indeed hire a football coach. Um,
1: I don't think so, Ken.
0: Okay, because he's already here. Is that what you're saying?
1: I think that's it. Yeah, And I think that's been it for a while. And I think this kind of ensures the fact that, you know, Brian Ferenc will probably be Iowa's next head coach. I mean, this is the eight. Barta and Ferenc have worked together, you know, 12 years now, I think it is, since 2006. And so... He's the AD that Iowa football wants. I mean, let's right. let's get that out there. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Kurt. You know, a few years ago, I think even before Greg Davis is hired, the, the wheels started in motion, sort of, kind of. That uh, you know, maybe Brian should be the head coach. And so, I think it's heading that way. Uh, and I think this balance of power in the next few years. I mean, Barnes through twenty twenty four keeps that in place, and I think that'll be the next big move.
3: Still, I am reserving judgment on the whole Brian taking over the air apparent as the head coach because I frankly want to see more out of this offense this season and in the coming seasons. More diversification in the run game, more things that they can do, certainly in that area. The passing game has improved immensely from what we saw in the GDGD era with Greg Davis. But today, that running game with the zone blocking scheme, I know we've talked about it a lot this summer Will we see differences in the run game in your mind this year? Significant differences of what they try to do running the football.
1: I, I don't know if it's the core of what they're trying to do. Trend. I think. I do think. Yeah. Maybe the uh, uh, maybe the league's caught up. I mean, let's let's face it. The, the, the zone thing has been around for twenty years. Everyone knows it's coming. There's no. Uh, there's you know there's not a surprise. It's not a surprise for teams. Not a surprise for defenses. It's a matter of personnel. And I think last year. Little wavy in the personnel in both the offensive and, uh, offensive line and running back. So, yeah, you're gonna you were gonna have a blip last year, and you might have a blip this year. And, if, and actually, if you do, then it's trouble. But Brian is not his dad, and so mm-hmm. I think you'll see some change there. I think you'll see you'll you'll see some innovation there. Maybe I I really think Iowa plays a game of space and uh, not a lot, maybe not a lot of changes. But I, I, Brian isn't his dad. I think we're gonna try You've you've talked to both. Dude, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're very different people yes. Brian is yes. very much he's a he's a shark in the water kirk is maybe he's
0: uh, guarded
3: he's an amoeba in the
1: water yeah yeah he's a he's he's a he's a bigger animal in the water i've just not sh- he's like one of those octopus you just never see him for a couple of years and all of a sudden there's a tentacle <laughs> uh he's, he's just more measured in how he how he approaches things mm-hmm. and brian is more fiery and i imagine there'll be some sort of uh Reflection of that and how Iowa is and what it tries to do in
0: football. I want to go back to one more of your tweets, Mark, because I found this interesting uh, regarding the the boosters that apparently went to uh, to Harold over the whole dolphin thing. Um, look, we we kind of heard that uh, that there was a lot of unhappy people that support this uh, university with relatively large checks. They were unhappy the way Barda handled the uh, the whole dolphin thing, uh, but uh, according to you, didn't really get much traction, huh? Zero
1: and uh you know the, it's been all along Barta connected with harold bruce harold the ui president when harold got to campus harold was sort of uh out in his own sort of uh, i'm trying to think of the right word um well he was a newbie and he was a different sort of you know he's a businessman compared to an academic so there was some distortion there or just some some static and Barta became his buddy and so <laughs> there's a little bit of buddiness going on there and uh uh, Harold is, Harold is. I'll say this, he's been very consistent in the fact that he's thought Gary Barta has done a good job. Now, I know a lot of people out there screaming at the radio right now going, but what about the discrimination suit? Right. Yes, I mean, there, that is obviously a huge factor, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to bother him. And I'll say this about those. Barta, you know, Barta was at fault for the for being there, being in that position. But beyond that, beyond, as far as legal rep- representation goes and the university strategy in that, that's on the university's lawyers, and they did a poor job. They thought Kirk Ferentz showing up on the on the stand would either uh, delight everyone or scare everyone. It didn't either. So that was on the university, not so much Barta. But Barta, yes, on the front of that, really screwed up on the uh, in the Jane Meyer thing. Apparently not enough to get fired.
3: It is still picture season, yes, photographs. <laughs> yes, it is. That uh, people freak out about, hey, look, there's Oliver Martin making a catch. Boy, he looks fast in that picture. Yes, these are comments that really do come out from the fan base. Mark, do you do you still gl- make your way through the? Photo you didn't calories? see the
1: vapor
0: trail behind oh. him. <laughs> he looked fast.
3: I he do really not. did.
1: I, I do not. I, I'm over that. I it feels to me it feels sophomoric, so I don't do it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're pretty pictures and all that. <laughs> um, heard that Wurst was in and out. Uh, Oliver Martin, though, you are bringing him up? I'm still in the pos- positive whisper stage with him. Okay. I've heard good things, but I don't. It's still it's still the NCAA, yep, and it's still unpredictable. And I I gotta think we'll find out here probably Friday.
0: Yeah, I would think so. You you think Friday good or bad? will know uh, that that'll be the day we know. Yeah. huh?
1: yeah. I think maybe. I think you know this is one of those things. You uh, know, they already know, mm. and mm. there's no. You know, you know how Kirk sometimes yep. doesn't mm. release stuff. They might just be sitting on stuff, but but that's just me, you know, being Mr. Reporter guy with way too much time on my hands. I I think that I'm in the I'm still in the positive whisper stage, and if he is available, that I don't I don't want to say what he'll be because I don't know, and I don't think either of you guys know, and I don't think anybody knows. But it's another weapon in this passing offense, and I think we're all open to that. I think Iowa should be open to that. I you know me covering the team, I'd like to see. Maybe some growth in the passing game. I think there's probably some growth in the passing game. I think it has to probably come from Stanley, but Oliver Martin would push things forward, I think.
3: No, Matt Vandenberg was a guy that played both inside and outside. Is is that kind of a role? I don't think that Oliver Martin is strictly a slack guy or strictly an outside guy. Could you see him being flexible in the passing game and, and the different positions he can play inside of it?
1: I actually asked Stanley that in uh, Colorado. He's been working at the X or no, it's a lot, which is pretty crowded right now with, uh, Tyrone Tracy. And, uh, you know, you saw a lot of pictures of him ringing the bell in the weight room this year. So mm-hmm. he, he's had a motivated winter, spring, summer. Uh, and then Nico Reganey is a guy who actually I saw in pretty closely in, uh, uh, spring practice. He does have legit quickness. He really can scoot. So those those two guys, Martin, he's in the slot mix, and he's also Stanley said as an X, so he'd be out there at the, uh, Brandon Smith's position. So, yeah, I think I think there's a little more flexibility built into the wide receivers, but I also think uh, the guys seem pretty pretty solid in their roles. I mean, Smith is a solid X. Uh, uh, Amir Smith marset is a solid uh, two receiver. Um, we we'll I, I think there will probably be. You know, even if if Oliver Martin joins them, I don't see the receivers going much more than five deep, and I think they're five pretty good players.
0: Interesting, uh, Mark Morro, Cedar Rapids Gazette is our guest. Um, you disappointed me wanting to see the end of Big Ten Media Days. We know the Big Ten teleconference, coaches teleconference, which was a staple on Tuesdays, and I loved listening to them. I'll admit, I was the one. Uh, but but you'd be okay with Media Day going away, huh?
1: Oh yeah, I I don't think. Well, I don't see it ever happening. It's just to me, it's uh It's just become too. You know, it, it, there was meaningful moments. You know, when you had two hours at a table with uh, players and coaches, you can get to something there. Uh, I remember Coach Ferris te- te- tearing up in Chicago the summer after Joe Moore died. Mm. You know, you don't have those moments anymore. Right. It's all there's a lot more TV. There's a lot more, just a lot more media, kind of like a horde. So it's less and less useful for somebody who's trying to get something that's less than surface deep, so or more than surface deep. So, uh, yeah, I'd be okay with that. But uh, the Big Ten teleconference, basically two or three guys from Spartan Nation. Yep. Uh, uh, pro- two or three others. Some guy from Ohio was always on there. And it be- became kind of a joke. I mean, it, it could have been. It could be a valuable thing, mm-hmm. but... You can't have uh, one guy asking all the questions. You can't have that. And so, if it boiled down to that, it was time to go. I used the analogy yesterday on Twitter that it was, it was like Pepsi getting it in uh, got, got fellows. You know, it was he time had to go. Yeah. And it's time. It's time for this to go. There's nothing we can do. It's time for Football
3: Media Day on Friday, then Kids' Day on Saturday. Going to be a busy couple of days for you. Anything in particular are you going to be chasing on Friday?
1: No. <laughs> it's a media day. <laughs> And there'll be a million people there, so there's really nothing. I mean, everything that I've wanted to write, I'm writing right now with this uh, in the off season, and I'm almost done. But uh, everything that way, I, I just want to maybe get with. Uh, I think it's the important component for me on Media Day is getting with the assistant coaches because we just don't get enough of speaking with them. Mm-hmm. I know Iowa does that. And I know that I think Kirk plays it off as trying to protect the guys, blah blah blah, whatever. You, know, you have to take advantage because they, they, they're full of information. They're the ones who actually see the players and care about them and are with them. And it's just good to get that update. And it's good to, you know, they're actually, I enjoy talking with most of them. Uh, Tim Polisek, I mean, I would love to just talk about musky fishing in Wisconsin with him, but you can't because there's stuff to do with business, business, business. It's always fun talking to Brian Ferentz because you're going to, you're going to learn a little bit about maybe about football and about yourself. Uh, just, just, you know, just, kind of riding a wave of a, of a, a guy who, uh, to me, Brian, hugely passionate about football, and when he gets into it, he gets lost in it, and, like, he's playing it still. So I love that. It's always great to talk to Phil, Phil Parker and, you know, all of those guys. I mean, Seth Wallace, uh Levar Wood, it's great to talk. That, that's the best part of it for me. Players, they get inundated mm-hmm. with goofy stuff, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to put my money, there'll be a puppet show this year or something like that, <laughs> just like Muppet.
0: Uh, Mark, uh, last thing for you, just so it's, you mentioned muskie. I saw a picture. Somebody landed a 52-inch muskie Lake of the Woods on the Canadian side this weekend. That, that is a big, big fish. We're out of time, brother. Good to talk to you, Mark right. Morehouse. Talk to you next week. You bet. <laughs> Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, gazette.com, a locally owned newspaper, the Gazette. Love to
3: see that. You will find this in all of our Hawkeye and also Cyclone content, a new page at the podcast page, All of our local shows, all the Hawkeye content, will be in one place throughout the four shows. Same for the Cyclone side of things, KXNO.com Podcasts.